right. So <clears throat> this week on the, uh, what is it, Stock Exchange Wednesday, I'm talking about um, should we leave our children money or make them earn it? And then it's going to go and spiral into a whole other thing. So that's the question. I want you guys to kind of put it to your univac. So what is it? Should we leave them money or should we make them earn it? Oh. Come on, explain. Because I heard the both on, on the page. Oh, yeah, both. Because number one, you want them to have a leg up from, and be better than where you were, where you started from. That's number one. But you don't want them to get this entitlement and get lazy. So they need to just leave them some, leave them money so that they'll have a good start, but also teach them financial responsibility, financial literacy, work ethic. Because even if I leave you money and you don't know how to make that money work for you, or work to build capital so you can build some more money to go with it, then you're gonna go right through it. You're gonna go right through it. So yes, both. Okay, so here, I'm going to start some stuff tonight because this is what I do. We're going to have a little bit of fun. So let me ask you a question. So if the average black and brown family has $17,000 net worth versus the Caucasian family who has $177,000, um, how do we leave money behind if we don't have it to do so? Well, that goes back to making your money work for you. So yes, we're like just like for me right now, I ain't got no money I'm broke. <laughs> I'm so broke I can't pay attention. But yes. at the same time, wait, 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 wait. Rosina, Rosina. Yes. He left out yet. Yes. She left out yet. That's yet. That's right. Yes. Okay, go ahead. Now, go ahead. Look, with me, it's always understood to be a yet, but I will say it for you. Yes. I, I'm not there yet, but I know I have, I know I'm going to be, you know, hitting the ground running once I finish these other projects you and I talked about. Okay, so um, if I got $17,000, I'm going to have to find a way to make that $17,000 turn into $70,000, $140,000 and beyond, you know, so that's why I'm here. <laughs> I, got it. I got it. I got it. Um, I'm going to take another person who's spirited about it before I get in because I got a conversation with a client I want to share with you where I was on 10. You know how you just want to reach out and strangle somebody, but you can't? So I was just like, I'm going to hit them with the pressure point. Get them, Kev. But anyway, who want to step up and tackle that one? You want me to go in? How about you, Steph? That's my one. What was the question? Because she got me stumbled up on something she said. What was the question? Um, do you want? Do you think we should leave leave some money behind, or? Um, I'm answering that after I tell Onisa. Don't use the word broke. We don't use that word. Um, we're in between blessings, and what comes out of our mouth determines a whole lot. So stop using the word broke. You're never broke because the God we serve is not like I don't recall him ever being bankrupt. So. Take that out of your vocabulary. We are never broke. I don't care if it looks like you don't have something. He got it. So we use like my kids. It's a it's a part of like I, I raised three men and a grandson. So um, we in between blessings. If it's anything, if it even that this quarantine has been beyond a blessing. And I told somebody that couldn't believe what I was saying today. Today I told somebody. Um, that called me asking for counseling and stuff like that. But I've made more money in the quarantine not working 
and I ain't talking about no uh, unemployment. I've made more money in this quarantine not working than I ever have actually like on my grind day in and day out. I don't know what this man upstairs got going on. My mom calls it redirecting, but I was like, look, I still love my business. I'm very passionate about what I do. So my sister Onisa, we gonna, we gonna work on that. We, we not broke. You ain't never broke, sis. Like single moms, we ain't never broke. But do I believe that we should leave them something? Raising men, um, to me, it's not more so about leaving something as far as money other than leaving them with principles. I always told people, because I, I, I was a fighter turned police officer, turned so much stuff. So I believe, and I tell people, I'm not petty, I'm a principal person. So when it's about principle, the principle is, if I'm leaving you something, I have to teach you how to manage that. Because if we were the currency, there's no way we could have been taught how to use it because nobody could have taught us how to use what we are. So as slaves, we were the currency. We were their money. They exchanged us just like we go into Walmart and exchange money. So if you think about it that way, I have to leave my kids something. So when we as a people say, I'm not leaving my kids no money, my mom and daddy didn't leave me nothing, they didn't know how to leave you nothing. So you can't blame them for that. You have to take on a point of responsibility and a point of um, starting a legacy. Even if you didn't have one, you have to take on a point of ownership to be able to say, if I didn't have this, I'm going to start this. But it also is to much is given, much is required. You have to know that it's, going, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be something that's a walk in the park. But do I want to leave them something? Do I believe in leaving them something? Absolutely. Because what I learned, even in the life insurance business and everything else, is that it is in some states legal to leave your debt to your kids. And most of us don't know that. That is legal. That if you assign somebody as an executor of your estate, they are responsible for the debt that you did not take care of, which I don't think is cool because then we're talking about generational debt versus generational wealth. And we just don't know that. You, we also don't know that you, your parents and, and other people can't just come take your kids. A lot of our kids end up in foster care and back in the system because someone has to come and show that they have the money and the wherewithal to take care of your child before the courts award them to them. In the event something happens to you, you didn't have it written out in your will. So do I think it should be left? Absolutely. But it has to be taught in a way that we were not taught. We have to think differently to move differently. When your mind change, it's the power of a changed mind. When your mind change, you change. You can change generations. And it has to be a generational wealth building and a generational mindset to be able to say, yes, I want to leave my children with something, but I'm not just leaving them with money. I'm leaving them with a way to pay off what I left for legacy so that when my kids come, they can say, this is where your grandmother lived. This is where we had our family reunions. This is where we had our family history. You can have the history there. And I forget the person that said it, but it's a very big quote that I think we need in everything today, that a man that doesn't know his history is bound to repeat it. Mm -hmm. If you don't correct it, it can't be fixed. So you have to know your history, especially as women, as, as a people, you have to know the history to be able to correct it and fix it. 
So it's absolutely essential to leave something beyond what we know and leave debt to our children and those that are important to us. We have to leave something else. We have to leave something, even as moms, you, you, you got to leave something else. Let me jump in on this. Um, good job. Good job. So, okay. I'm in a house, you know, those who don't know, I used to own my own, hey, Lesma, um, I used to own my own um, insurance agency. All right. So I would also be in the field training my agents. I'm in a house with a, 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 a young woman in um, Hollywood. Was not that young. She was around my age. But, and I, and I had asked her, if she wanted to leave money behind. And she's like, I ain't leaving my kids nothing. I ain't gonna get the same thing that I got, nothing. So I hate when people, that's a strong word, right? Yeah, I hate it. I hate when people do that. Cause I said to her, I was like, listen, um, if you were on your deathbed and there was a red button, $0 and a green button, $10 million, which button would you hit? Of course she chose, the green button. So I said, it's not the fact that you wouldn't leave money behind. The real factor is you don't know how. So if you don't know how to do so, then you got to learn to do so. All right. And, and that was the scenario that um, I, I fell into when I was running into a lot of homes like that. I was running to a lot of people that didn't know how, because we make excuses for what we can't do. Now, I'm going to say on what Stephanie was talking about, yeah, I agree the principles need to be laid, but I also I also agree that they must have something left behind, and I also believe they need to have structure. Um, I do not believe we leave our, our generations with zero. That is why we're struggling as a generation now, because we haven't, haven't been left with anything, and we haven't been left with tools to grow anything. Get it? That stops with me. <laughs> That's never happening. We're good, right? But... It's important we teach our children what to do to, so they're good as well. And they're continually teach their generation. So if a generation lasts 30 years, you gotta understand you have the ability to affect three generations while you're here, minimum. So you gotta think in that cir circumstance. So let me ask you another uh, question. Let me get back to it. What do you think needs to change um, with the parents, with the mentors, with the leaders, but I'm gonna say parents, um, before we can actually leave something behind. Who wants to take that one? Anyone? They have to be of the right mindset. To, I mean, if they're leaving something, they have to be of the right mindset to understand why they're leaving it and know, know what to tell the children what to do with it and how to even grow it even more. Mm -hmm. But mindset is not enough. You know, it's like, what, I mean, I could say that, you know, my parents were in sound body and mind, but it didn't teach me anything about money. They didn't teach me anything about growing it. You know, like if I take a poll, right, 10 people that I'm looking at, well, including myself, how many of you guys were taught anything about stocks with a sign of hands raising? Raise your hand for me. Nobody. So you can't leave anything and you can't change your mind to that thought process if you're not, um, if you don't have the information. So I'm gonna skip over to something else and we're gonna come back to that. So with kids having a false sense of entitlement 
and they don't have money, okay? Like they don't have, they have our understanding, right? They, they, they live off of our bank accounts, right? So how do we break them out of that? It's all about me entitlement and teach them how to build wealth. How do we do that? Like, that's like one of my major questions tonight. Who's stepping up on the plate? See me dancing my screen. That means I'm gonna pick somebody. Sunny day, Bernie, come on, step up. Come on, open up, let's go. How do we change that? I believe that this question ties into the last question. And mm -hmm. so it's about learning so you can teach. Just simple as that. You have to learn more as a parent, as a auntie, because I'm, I'm really more, I'm more auntie mommy than anything. Mm -hmm. And um, my thing is teaching. And it's funny because I think about all the money that my father had and, and the money that came through the home growing up. And we sit and talk about it now, like, goodness, they told us to do this, this, that, and the third, but they didn't teach us to do, you know, as it pertained to money. Now, let me tell you something. When it comes to the Bible, my father could teach, oh my God. And we know that Bible, and, but when it came to money, he was not able to teach me like he knew that Bible. And I'm telling you, my father didn't have a high school diploma but he spoke at colleges because he was, oh my God, his brain. He was so smart as it pertained to that. But when you put it on the money side, he wasn't unable to teach me uh, tools as to how to manage the money, how to save the money. And not only that, because I don't think it's only about managing and saving money. I think it's about building businesses. And I think we can start with our children now as early as, you know, Five, six, seven, eight, nine. I, I actually saw a clip recently of children that had a conversation with Oprah Winfrey and they were young. These kids were, I want to say 14 and under. And they had their own business where they went and purchased homes and um, rebuilt the homes. The kids did the work. They did the work. And I'm like, well, if they can do that, well, what's wrong with us that we can't teach? And they were African-American children. So... It's definitely about what we teach them, but we can't teach, as my bishop say, an empty head cannot teach anyone anything. You have to fill your mind with something. Yeah. So I think that's, that's if I hope I'm answering the question, but I know it is definitely that we have to learn more so that we can teach. We have to, we have to apply it. We have to put them to, like what you're doing with us with the stock exchange, Put us out there, make make the children work. They have to do something. I think Stephanie said two weeks ago, because I wasn't on the past two weeks, when I first saw you on screen, you said, I believe you said you, your son um, did like volunteer, uh, he was a volunteer, that, was that it? Uh, feeding the homeless, I'm not sure. And was he that got it? to read um, actual books before he gets. Okay, okay. Now that strategy I love because I think when you take them out there and have them to serve others, that teach, teaches them selflessness and it shows you that you're not above anyone because truth be told, it could be any of us out there. You know what I mean? And of course, because I work in a church, I use those references. And so feeding and serving the community and giving away, 
you know, toys and clothes and all of that, it teaches you a certain level of humility. But the kids can't be playing while you're giving away things. They have to be put to work as well. So I hope I answered the question. No, no, you did. You did. Thank you. I, I would say it like, as I'm hearing all you guys speak, you know, um, just like the structure in my house, man, how I made it through, different ball game. Because I, you know, the stuff that I had to endure, the stuff that I had to witness was different. You know, um, I, I should have been locked up. I, I should have been in front of the gun. I should have been in back of the gun. I should have been all of that because I came through that craziness. You get it? So for me to be here, being able to impart any wisdom to you guys is a different ball game for me. But what, I, what I'm saying to you is that there's no structure in our households. There's no structure. There's no information packet. All we got is encyclopedias. We don't have the information to deliver that. You know, and this is what this whole platform is for me. It's like, it lends me to my next question. It's like, um, should we be teaching old ways of get a job as opposed to creating a job? You know, because what we're doing right now is we're teaching, oh, let's go to college. Let's go do this. Let's go do that. Well, you know, it's hard to teach something to someone when you're not successful at the lesson. So me personally, I remember the day when my mother, she was not working. We was going through a situation in the house where, you know, stepdad was not there and there was no food in the house. And the only thing I knew how to do at that point was go to the path mark. If you guys are New Yorkers at any right, was go to the path mark and carry groceries to go shovel snow and get that 510 and someone who was generous enough to give me a 20 bill, right? Come back with $60 that day. And you know, back then $60 filled up a cart. You get it? That's what created the monster that I became. You get it? It wasn't entitlement. It wasn't someone say, here, take it. But I think about it like this. What if they took that monster and they gave me those tools, gave me a platform to think on, gave me a financial stand, what, would, what type of monster would I be now? I'd be crazy right now, right? So when I, when I think about that, I just go, well, the college doesn't resonate with anyone anymore because all they do is talk about the trillions of dollars in debt we're in and you don't go to work in the field that you went to college for. So if you don't understand that the system's broke, but there's, there's rats and there's cheese and then there's the mousetrap. So everyone's in a mousetrap thinking they have a better trap. <laughs> it's the craziest thing ever in the universe. So how do you convince your kids? This is a question and I'm gonna hear it from somebody else that hasn't spoken, right? How do you convince your kids to do something that you don't do, to be something that you're not. The examples need to be shown. How do you do that? Who wants to step up? Come on. Her name was Lola. She was a show girl. Come on, get off mute and contribute. All right. Um, actually, this, thank you. This Welcome. is, 
an awesome discussion. And I think as parents, um, the more we make ourselves vulnerable to let our children know that we are pushing beyond status quo ourselves, the more we make them understand that the mind, the way you build your muscles, you can build your mind. Mm -hmm. And there's no end to that. I tell my kids, I never grew up with my mom and my dad. And so I experienced a spectrum of life where I have to reparent myself in times of self-love, in times of commitment, in terms of forgiveness, in terms of recreating who I am. So I think as parents, uh, we should let our children know this, that everything they have, even though we are giving them, is not an end in itself. There's a challenge that we need to let them know to set goals constantly, mm-hmm. make them accountable. Let them have action, action plans. Let mm-hmm. them have goal boards. Mm-hmm. Um, let them develop themselves. I told my husband to any human being, we, have 10, we can have at least 10 aspects of characteristics. Somebody can be a good doctor and be, it can be a stupid father. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some, some, someone can be a good father and can be a serial killer. Listen, let me can I jump in that because you hit something that I always say to people. I go, listen, just because you wear a title doesn't mean I should respect it. You That's gotta, it. You know what I'm saying? You got to be the person that I need to respect. That's how that works. You know, um, that, that's amazing. Uh, thank you so much. Um, let me ask you a question, though. Let me get back to the school thing. So how do we sell college to kids now? Because all we're really doing is telling them to go to the factory, tell them to go to the farm because they're going to get out and not have a job waiting for them. So how do we sell that to them instead of selling them the idea of actually job creation? Going to college augments who you are. You got to figure out who you are, your gift. Our parents are not the same. You got to figure what makes you you, what makes you happy. You got to learn how to recreate, reinvent yourself on a constant basis. Have that growth mindset. Don't never settle for, okay, my mom can give, or my dad can buy me a Mercedes and now I can be the man of the whatever. Um, You can have education, but that education is just not going to school. You educate yourself in stocks, you educate yourself where you're self-sufficient. Whatever self-sufficiency means to you, you got to find that. That's your job in life. Let me ask this, because I could say this from, from facts. Uh, the average person keeps a job four years and two months. Okay? Facts. Um, there's no pension. Maybe 14% of all corporations give pensions now. And, and I forgot the year. I think it was 74, the Revenue Act, where they changed. This is what they did. They changed the law. So pension funds, well, let me go back. So as a pension you're paying out your pension, but the corporation responsible for that pension would have to report that on their balance sheet. So it would affect their earnings paying out these pensions. So what they did was they came up with a way, I think to again, screw the American public. And what they did was say, okay, let's make them responsible for their own money. 
Mm-hmm. Well, you got to understand something. If you know nothing about money, nothing about stocks, chances are you spend more than you make. You're not going to have them take more than you need out of your paycheck. So you actually fund your retirement in a good way. Right? So that's the first part of it. The back half of it is when you, when you're thinking you're funding your retirement, you're actually paying taxes in the actual brokers. Why? Because what happens is the fees that they're charging in these managed mutual funds are like 3% somewhere around there. And they wind up taking half of your money. You don't know it though, because you're talking 25 years compounded interest on larger sets of numbers every single year as you're putting money in. Right. Second thing is what happens at the end, you're going to be paying taxes to uncle Sam because they were pre-tax contributions into your 401k. So you think you're retiring with that million, you're gonna retire with 600 grand and you're not gonna be able to go past 19 years with it if you were on a budget. But if you never held the million in your hand, there's no budget for you. So you're gonna spend all that money. So convincing a child to actually go to get a college that they've witnessed does not work even though it's necessary to complete and start something and get educated I don't think we should be educating them in getting a job. Just my thought process when it comes to that. So the reality is, is how do we convince the children to believe in a system that we've lost faith in? Who's stepping up to that one? Let's go. My way of doing that is because the system that I see is very different. Um, from what I was raised in, including the military. And um, so for me, it's trying to find the good points of it, even in making my son read that book and the actual day trading book that I put in my picture, that's actually for him. So it's trying to get him to see the good in what was good, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So everything ain't always bad, just like in church and what she was saying. Um, it's not always bad. You know, you, you got people with different mindsets, beliefs and different cultures coming into one place. It's not always bad, but it's not always good. So you got to know how to chew up the meat and spit out the bones. Plain and simple. You got to know what's going to be good for me. What's not going to be good for me. So as a mom, and it's mostly women on this call, you know um, your child. So if I know my child and I know their learning style, I know the different things about them, like my oldest son, I'm not gonna lie, I didn't leave him as the first beneficiary to all my stuff. My my second oldest is the one that's the, the money manager, my 16 year old, not my 20 year old. So, and and that goes in the Bible too, but you know, it's like, you got to know, you got to have your own wisdom just because the child is the oldest don't mean they the best money manager. I know which one of my children are money managers, even though they're men, they're the head and all that. I know which ones would do good with money. And I know which ones would just blow all my money I left. So you have to move in wisdom you can't just move haphazardly you can't just move just because to say oh she left something and you know what i'm saying 
you you can't do that. You you have to just like we're researching these stocks on the group that we're in. You have to know your children. You have to know what you're dealing with, and it can't be an emotional decision. It has to be a business decision for the family, for the legacy. You can't. It cannot be emotional. Well, that's my firstborn, and that's my baby. And no. If your baby not responsible with money, then you can't leave him everything, and you got to be okay with that. Isn't yeah, not checking. So you gotta, you gotta think about that. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna spin the, spin the wheel a little bit. We're gonna get a little bit more. So here we go. The question is, so what examples are we showing our children in the household when it comes to money? Are we, are we, are we showing one thing and telling another? What examples are we teaching our children when it comes to money? Because we're saying, yeah, we want to leave them. We want to make them responsible. We want to relieve them of the entitlement. But if you're not doing the right thing, when it comes down to your money, they only can do what they see. What they saw. You know, so I always tell people 80% is what they do. They do 80% of what you teach them and 100% of what you do wrong. 100%. So... If you're not doing that, it's going to be hard. So are we showing? Are we telling? What are we doing? On that, Kev, I, I appreciate you saying that. Now, one thing that I did have to unlearn doing is telling my kids, oh, mommy don't have it to her next paycheck. Because I realized that I was showing them and teaching them the check-to-check -check lifestyle that I had grew up coming to know. So even though... <laughs> That wasn't necessarily the case. I just didn't know how to tell them no. Every woman on this line got a little stash. We might tell our kids no. We got money somewhere. Find out. Wait a minute. I'll be back. <laughs> we just, we might not use it, you know, but we got money somewhere. So when I told them, you know, no, and to check, check, my mom said one day, well, you're teaching them the, you know, make it week by week lifestyle and I didn't want to do that so I end up starting to tell them no like this is not like this is where we're going this is what we're trying to do so I feel like being transparent with your kids and I feel like people haven't learned how to balance that as black parents I feel like we haven't learned how to balance that because it's like well my kids don't need to know that and da 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 but it's some stuff I have let my kids, I got a, a, a whiteboard over there in my room that me and my kids do, not only to say, hey, these are our 2020 goals, we're still on our 2020 goals. Because believe it or not, your 2020 affects your 2030, 10 years. Which, the seeds that you're planting now is going to affect their seeds. They're in, and having a grandson right now makes my mind twist. And this week, we were affected, his other grandma, my son's mom and grandma got COVID-19. So that changed my mind in so many different ways because Kevin, I know you know in insurance, they haven't decided yet what they're gonna do with pre-existing conditions with that. So knowing that it hits so close to home and knowing that stuff, you guys, we have to be so self-conscious of what we're teaching as far as monetary in the home because it's not that hard anymore to say, hey, I don't have it right now because that's not what we're saving for. My son right now wants a car so bad. He's like everybody else, 16 year old that wants a car. Okay. Um, I'm just not willing, even though I have the money, I'm not willing to give him a car as a man. 
I'm not willing to do that. So in relationship to this conversation, you have to be willing to finally tell them no in a good way and tell them why. And it's not taken away from our positions as parents, but they need to see that we're saving for this. This is our goal. And this is where we're going. They have to know the, the real uh, purpose of goals. So if they don't know, oh, I might not can't get this right now, but we're getting this later. If they don't understand that, then what are we doing? Yeah, I, I think um, that makes perfect sense because I was about to just say, I was going to say that. Like, you can't go nowhere without your GPS. What coordinates you're putting in your, you know, you need your address to get there. So I kind of think, and, and you, you kind of shoot me a little bit. So, um, because just take it down. Give me 30 seconds. <laughs> but it's okay. I want you to jump in like that. But I, I, I'm, trust me, I, I put together something that's going to pull all of what you said together probably in my next scenario. It's hilarious, but that was really awesome. The, um, I think we have bad money behavior in front of the kids. It's not just about saying no. It's about actually teaching them how to say yes. So it's, it's about how to actually show them how to say yes with, with those goals and with the things they want. See, here it is. People will work so hard for something they want really, really bad if you show them what they need to do to get it. If you tell them no, then what's going to happen is they'll, they, they may shut down and may get disjointed. They may try to figure out in a subversive way how to do something as opposed to the right way to do it too. So that could kind of work against you as well. But the whole point I'm reaching, if someone said to me, listen, my first car was a new car, right? Um, they tried to give me a used car. I left that thing in a parking lot. I wasn't having it. But what did I do? I worked 80 hours a week, saved every single dime to get that money to buy that new Toyota GTS Corolla 1987. Let's get to the money, right? So back when a Toyota didn't even matter what you had. It could have been Mercedes, Toyota, Bentley. If you had a car in 1987, I'm dating myself, I don't care. You was the man or woman. You get it? Because women, didn't, listen, they weren't taking the bus. They were happy to be with you. Come on, let's go, right? I'm being chauvinistic, I'm sorry. But you know what I'm talking about. But here's the reality, guys. Um, I think what we show our kids at the early age is important. You know, it's the images we show them is important. You know, like I'm, I'm gonna, I wanna go to another scenario, but I also want to address um, something, but I don't want it to go to the left. So I'm gonna try to do this, but just work with me a little bit here. So I don't like the images that they're showing on TV anymore. You know, everything's a different culture. Everything's, a, and I say not different culture, it's the belief system is what I'm talking about. It's not the same belief system that I grew up with. So when I see it on TV, so when it comes to finances, if all they see is the Bentley, if all they see is that type of relationship, when it comes down to that, then how do we have, um, you know, how do we teach a lesson that they're, they're just being, they're being at warp speed hit from all angles. So it's not just you parenting in your home, they're being parented by the school, the people, the teachers, the kids, and TV. It's, it's just so much going on in that area. So I want to talk about relationships at this point, you know, um, because this is funny because I'm the only guy in the call, so this is going to hurt me a little bit, but I'm going to have too much. Hey, Miss Evelyn, 
I'm going to have too much. I'm going to get hit in the head for this one, but I'm willing to take it. I got my hustle economics so I'm ready to get it. So here it is. Oh, boy. So is the way that we're seeing our roles in a relationship stopping us from building wealth? Think about that, and let me go in. So as women, okay, do you think the need to be financially independent, see, I'm going there, right, is pushing away men that feel like they don't want a woman that wears the pants. Come on, Anissa, I see the crunchy face. <laughs> Come on, let's go. Come on, Miss Anissa, let's do it. You gave me the face. Here's my thing about that, Kevin. Hey, girl. Represent now, represent. Yeah. Hey, hey. Look, let me sit up and pop my neck a little Represent, bit. sis. Like, get it right. <laughs> um, if, if it is pushing away the man, then that's not the man we need to be with in the first place. Praise him. That's right. Praise him. Because at the end of the day, a strong man, a real man and a strong man can handle an alpha female because when he falls, he needs to be able to turn around and say, and no, that this alpha female has his back. Any man who cannot have, handle an alpha woman don't need to be with a woman anyway. Okay, now I'm going to jump in. And y'all can, y'all going to attack me on this. I do not care. Yeah, don't forget you're the only man in this session. <laughs> I'm good. Listen, if you, t t listen, if you knew me, I got lyrics. We good. <laughs> I've been doing this for a while. You see me getting down, right? So here's the deal. That I understand. But. Like there's 360 degrees in a circle, there's degrees that are hurt you too. So you do not want to take a man and usurp him from being one. And we do need to play our position. What if you work up one day and he was wearing your shoes? He was trying on your undergarments. Oh, wait a minute. That's the whole problem, Kev. Right. Uh, that's, that's the whole difference. Wait a minute. Wait, stop, 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 stop. stop. But the point I'm reaching is. We do have to understand there's some roles that we should take part in. I can't have the kids, but I have to tell you, my wife is a superwoman. I've seen what she, she's still to this day with this kid. But did you try her shoes, Kev? I'm going to mute you. So to this day, she's getting up at three, four o'clock in the morning to feed this kid. I'm like, dude, go to sleep. But I see what the deal is, and I don't take, I can't do that. I wouldn't do that. So I do believe there are roles that we need to understand in certain cases. I'm not going old school Fred Flintstone rubble, you know, prehistoric. I'm just saying that I think that we should enjoy certain natures of the role. Because I'm going to tell you something. Like, I wrote another book. I haven't put it out yet, because I'm not going to do it now. But it's called Get Your Money a Job, right? But in it, it talks about this, because... You know, it's like the next thing I'm about to go to is talking about income, right? And, and also talking about how a single parent has no type of win when it comes to building wealth, right? So I'm going there because if you pushed away the men and let's say you are one of those high earners, right? And I'm a high earner, right? So you push me away and I'm a strong dude, but I have certain things I don't want in my coffee. It's strong enough, right? So you push me away and I can handle anybody. Then you lose. You lose big time. Why? Because you thinking, oh, I, I'm talking out with the people. You know how it is. You have the cliques of people who like to talk the nonsense about the men that they love. 
That's stupid to me, right? So the way I look at it is there's got to be a balance. There's got to be a balance. And if we have a balance here, you know, then we can enjoy each other. So I kind of think that the, the relationship, whether it be a relationship or marriage, has to be a business that we are in love to do, right? If we want to get to wealth, we are talking about that, right? And so the way we look at it, it's like I talked about controlling the bank, right? We talk about making sure we have that money so we can control the bank. Well, you can't control the bank if you don't want to share your bank statements with his. I see that a lot. Oh, no, I got my money. He's got his money. He's got to go do it. That's the independence I'm talking about. That's subversive, selfish, childish behavior. I'm not talking about the independence that we like to lean on. So if I'm tired, I get a lift. If she's tired, she gets a, I'm carrying regardless of whether I'm tired. You get it? Because my wife saw how I struggled every single day when I was in D.C. building my agency, working 90 plus hours a week. It's still coming home with meat on shield, no matter what, right? So she understands that. So she's willing to cowtail to me in those areas. Does that make any sense? I'm not going to, like, I can cook my tail off, right? In fact, I'm the cook in the house. But now my wife is dope at it with a little bit of encouragement and nourishment. My ingredients, thank you very much. I will put that on my back, and she will admit it. I have to fight her for it, though. But anyway... But the point I'm reaching is that there's certain things we enjoy about these roles. And I think we're losing it. TV is making our roles look really crazy right now, right? We're losing it. And while everybody wants this in independence, oh, founding a man. Anyway, coming in. With everybody wanting this independence, I think the problem is there needs to be a, 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 a guideline in, in the way we do things when it comes down to so we don't lose what's happening in each other's roles. So let me bring it over here. Does it take two incomes to run a household these days or one? What's the answer? Because I'm going in from there. Sign of hands, one or two. Two, one, two, two. Okay, so I'm gonna give you to you like this. If you're in New York and you don't make 100 grand a year, you need two. Okay, if you're in Florida, you need to make at least $75,000 in order to live by yourself. The average person's bills is $3,500, okay, a month, the average, right? So like in New York, you're going to have fives and sixes, right? So if you're not making that money, then you're struggling. Now, if all you're doing is working to pay bills and you don't have anything above that, okay, then you're never going to have any type of wealth. Right. And then if you haven't got your your whole savings together and forget savings, but investment, but no one knows about investment. So if you haven't been able to separate your bills from your um, from your 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 free cash flow, like you got to have free cash flow in order to retire. So one of my main goals is I, I'm transparent. Get into 2.0. Why? Because it'll teach you that. But I already know you don't know what's going on. So what happens very simply is that if you don't have money, guess what happens in that relationship? Are we having a problem in that relationship? Crazy, right? Because now it's an argument about money. If you're making money and the, the spouse or woman is not making money, then it's dominance. It's, it's I treat you a certain way 
because I'm making the money. It's my money, right? So coming together is an important thing. It's a business. It's a contract that we should be in love to do. So just like you said, okay, earlier, Steph had said something about goals with the children. I kind of feel like it should be goals with the children and goals with the spouse. We should have a 5, 10, 20, 30, 40-year plan. We should have the next generation's generation's generations already mapped out before we start the next generation. If we're not doing that, then we're doing ourselves a disservice. And like I tell everybody, poverty does not have a color. So this is not a race thing. Poverty is poverty. Information is information. So it's, it's always going to be like that. So I don't know, and, and I'm opening it up to you guys. Do you think we're being realistic in that area when it comes down to the relationship and our roles? And do you think it's pushing great partners away from us so we can build wealth together as a unit? Floor is yours. Come on. You have to have a partnership, though, Kevin. And both of y'all have to have be like-minded. So when you go to set a goal in your relationship, everybody has to be on board in order for it to work. It can't be, I have a, a financial goal, but we don't have one. You know, and it can't be this, oh, I went to work, I made $125,000 this, this, this year. It, no, it's we made $125,000 this year. And when we get out of that, I mindset, especially in relationships, then that's when that's when you notice that the relationships actually start to grow and flourish because everybody is working toward the common goal. And I can use this as an example. The therapy that my son has had all these years have been this this OT had had a set of goals. This speech therapist had a had a set of goals and the physical therapist had a set of goals. But when I took him to Neono Poland or to California, even though everybody had their own set of goals, everybody's goals was geared toward that one common goal and that was to make my son better. So, and it's the same thing in, in these relationships that we have. Our common goal is to build whatever the finance, whether it's financial or it's uh, a legacy or whatever we decide we're trying to build, that we are working together to build it because you don't want one person laying the brick and the other one pulling the brick off. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's got to be a mind shift, but you can't shift your mind without putting something in it. Right? So it's like, like I asked, the, I asked this question and give me some hands on this. How often, if not every day, do you think about your bills? Raise your hand, if it's an everyday thing, right? So I would say if I'm in a room of 20 people, I would get like 75 to 80 people, 80% 80 of the people to raise their hands on that when I used to do my, my overviews at my company, right? And then I go, don't you find anything wrong with that? Right? So when you, when you look at that, it's, it's got to be something that we need to change in the thought process in order to do that. So now here I am, 2020, the reinvention of Kev, we all good now, blah, 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 right? I don't think about the bills, but I do know what my cash outlay every single month is to the penny. I don't worry about a bill. I can pay my bills for the next 30 years. I don't care about the bills. I care about how much money I have above them so I can invest it. I care about how much free cash flow I have so I can put it to work. So if you're not doing that, then you're doing yourself a disservice. All that stuff is lip work. 
You know, I don't like with me, they used to always say, Kev, you cut me off before I was about to say something. I said, because when I hear BS, I hit it hard. Because I don't want you to get into the thought process of thinking that you get me to believe what you're trying to convince yourself while you're talking to me about it. I don't want to hear it, right? I learned to be a little bit more patient with folks as I got older, right? But the point I'm reaching is that I don't want to be sold a bag of goods. The system sells you the bag of goods, grow up, be a God-fearing man, nothing wrong there, but they got away from that. They sold you it, but they don't practice that, right? They go to school, get a college education, but the average person in the black and brown community does 12 years, 12, 12 uh, almost 13 years of school. That's it. That's it. 12.75 years of school. That's it. So you got to look at it. Well, if you don't get an education, how do you get a job that pays enough for you to have a fair wave wage above the median life expense? So you're stuck taking jobs that you have to. You got to hustle. You got to figure out. You have three different, four or five different hustles. Well, at the end of the day, the only thing that's getting hustled is your body because if you was really hustling, then with three hustles, you should have three times as much money on the side instead of spending five times as much as your hustle. Because when you turn on TV, and, and if anyone knows me, if they ask me about, I haven't watched a TV show. I don't even have cable. I have internet. So I haven't watched or saw a commercial in like 15 years with the exception of when we got YouTube TV, just so we can watch different programming, CNBC, because I needed CNBC in the house, right? But other than that, I don't watch commercials. And those commercials are not the same commercials you see on regular TV anyway. They're financial commercials. But I don't get sucked in is what I'm trying to tell you to what is happening that they want me to buy. See, you want to make someone buy something, make them insecure about what they don't have. Right? So when, you, when you're looking at that, you got to look at it from a standpoint of if we don't know our numbers, we're doomed. Like, I'm going to rattle off some things because this is important to me for you guys to get this tonight because, yeah, I wanted to have this conversation, but I also wanted to impart something. And every time I do get on with you guys, it ain't so we can just chew the fat. I got I to gotta pour something in you so this way you go away and go, you know what, I'm lit. I need to do something else. I need to do something to get where I need to go. Because if you don't know what the exact cash flow is in your house to the penny, you're hustling backwards expecting a forward result. So what do I mean? Free cash flow, money left over after all the bills are paid. So if you add up all your bills, right? I'm coming to you guys in a second. If you, don't, if you add up all your bills and you don't know what that free cash flow is, then you can invest. Number two, if you don't know how much you're putting in your 401k, how much your contribution is, how much the, your job is actually paying as well, all right? To what percentage does it stop? You don't know what your percentage gains have been over the last four, five, six, ten years. If you don't know your numbers, you're not retiring with the money you thought you're going to retire with. And trust me, it gets cold when you can't go to work anymore because you're out of your earning years. You understand? So that's important. So I think somebody raised their hand. So let's, I'm going to let you get in before I get to my next point. So who was that that raised their hand? I'm going to say this. Um, I think I have a lot to say. When you talk of role, 
Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's where communication comes in before you get married. Who are you getting married to? Is it somebody you can be fluid about what you want to achieve? you know, as you grow. Role change in marriage. When you were a girlfriend and, you know, the man will please you and will do whatnot. Then by the time you become a mom, that's another role. The child is included. Now you're a wife, you're a mother, you know, then you have to work. Then you have two children. The role changes, the responsibility change. And it's important when you can discuss, you know, and there, that, th- those are things we can control. There are some things we cannot control, even in marriage. A husband loses his job, or he has a road accident, he loses his limb, even if you have all these plans. So there are some things you can control, and there's some things you cannot. But I think what's important is that connection, that ability to be able to communicate with your partner, you know, so you can be fluid in your goals. You can change, you can achieve, you can say, okay, this month, Next year, we want to buy a big house. We want to buy this. So you pay the bills. I will invest our money in shares. Next year, you can say, okay, you do this. I'll do that. You treat it as a work in progress, something you're doing actively, intentionally, protecting each other, protecting yourself, protecting your finances. Get somebody that has the mindset that you want to change your generational history you know you want to uh, I don't know but that's me um get that person that you can communicate your ideas with you can move in the event of things you say there are commercials out there that are changing the mindset of our kids and all of that sometimes you need to know what they're saying out there so you can know how to address your kids at home so let me let me say something on that. There's there's some, right. there's a problem with what you're saying is is important. It's true. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. necessary. But not everybody has the ability to be around their kids like I can. You understand that because mm-hmm. they don't have to work. So when you're at work, there's you can't watch your kids. It's, you can't see through walls. All right. And that that's that's number one. Number two, to get to, to actually your point, having someone that's on the same page. I think what we need is for really to adopt the thought process of trying to live on one income, even though we have two, right? So it becomes excess to invest. So it's not, let's go plan vacations. Why are we spending three, four, five, six thousand dollars on vacations and we ain't got four, five, six thousand dollars to back it up in a bank? We didn't work for that vacation. We're working to build a life. It's different. You understand that? So on, on that on that scenario, that's like, I see we're doing too much, if that makes any sense. And we need to do more. Um, Hold on one second, Lola. I'm going to bring it to Stephanie and then come back. Go ahead, Stephanie. Well, my question was more so of how do you feel coming from a man's um, perspective? Because um, even to the case in point that you literally just stated, I did spend seven plus thousand on vacation last year. Um, but I also learned from it. It was our first cruise, different things like that. But I also learned like what could I, what more could I have done to show them or teach them and different things like that. So how important has it been to you um, to have a wife that supports you? I've, I've, I 
personally never been married. I know a lot of people have been married and divorced. As far as relationships, how important do you feel like it is that not only have a partner that you're in agreement with spiritually, but as far as financially? Um, because I, I don't, I can't speak on something that I don't, I don't know, but I know it as far as what my mind says that I, I do know what I want. I do know that somebody, anybody, because I am a high earner. And even as I got further, even when I got my master's, my mom was like, you know, it's going to be harder for you to find a man. I'm like, I don't understand. And then I understood as time went by. As far as getting a master's, you buy, you get your own home, like, and then I got the, you're intimidating a lot. So well, as people, far as people, a partner, are intimidated. people are intimidated by what they don't understand. That's number one. Yeah. And the minute you tell a man, I want a guy who can do this or has this, or these are the type of men I like, he's going to try to compete to that anyway. So it really doesn't matter. It's just that you're, you're dealing with someone who doesn't make sense at that point. So it is what it is. But what was your, what was your question to me? Cause I wanted to answer one of them. How, how would you say, because I, I know I might get disagreed with, but I still feel like it's important for us as women to have some sensibility and wherewithal to know what submission really means, because you still have to have a man as, as the head of the household. Even though I've been doing it for 20 years, I know that I'm the head of the household. I still teach my men to be their head um, and be the head. And, and I pray to God that I'm, I'm doing the right thing to teach them how to lead their families. But I don't want to always wear the pants. I, I don't. I, I want to be able to be the queen. I want to know that I, I can be, you know, the woman and not have to bear all of that, you know, alone. I'm doing everything that I know how to do because I didn't have it. I didn't have the knowledge. I didn't have all that. But I don't want to always have to do that. So I feel like women that's the, oh, I'm independent, da, da, da. I feel like they don't have the education to know, like, you know, it was a reason that it's not good for men to be alone. We can do it, but I don't want to. You know what I'm saying? I, you, you get to a point that you do want a man to lead a man. So what would you say is uh, your advice or professionalism as far as wanting someone, just like people going to all this vegan stuff and all the other stuff and they wanna find somebody vegan, what is your professional advice if someone is financially savvy and is an independent woman and is the, the core earner of her home and maybe she do make more than a man. What is your advice for that as far as, okay, yeah, we I am here, 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 but in my own way, I still want to be, you know, submissive and a person that is not so independent when it comes to a man that is actually doing what he needs to do. How do you, I've never, now this is a bridge I'm sure we're all crossing. I've never had to come to the point where you're thinking about somebody that's financially savvy. You know what I'm saying? We always thought about spiritual beliefs and all that other stuff, but okay, where are we at financially savvy? And 90% of marriages break up because of finances or disagreements on what they believe about that. So what would be your advice when you're, you're even dating, since this is about relationships, about talking 
about finances without somebody thinking you're a gold digger or, oh, she's an independent woman and she just want to know, you know, what I make, like, what would be your advice as somebody who started out? And like you said, you're a married man and stuff like that. What, what is your advice on approaching that? Okay. So let me, whoo. Okay. Let me see what we can do here. So here's the deal. Um, I waited till I was 51 to get married. Okay. I waited till I was 51, 52 to have a kid. So there was no way I was going to have a child with someone I wasn't married to. So that meant I had to be right. And that person had to be right. And that right had to be right together. <laughs> you understand? So um, for me, it's different. I, I picked, I was, I was chosen and I did the choosing. You understand? So it was, it was different. And what I have now is not what I had then. So we kind of grew together. Does that make sense? So um, financially, I was always making, you know, a ton of money every month, every year, right? But it's different because it's going to kind of lend in what I was going to say later, but I'm going to say it now. It's the difference between what you make and what you keep. So when it comes down to the relationship piece, I mean, I never was a big fan of giving advice, Steph. I always gave people the points of origin put you in the middle of some points. So it's, if a person doesn't understand you, you're talking to the wrong person. That's number one, straight out, okay? Um, a lot of times we want someone to be the person we want and we can't do that. So like, this goes back to um, like Veronique. Veronique um, was on my, we met because of my writing. Go ahead, I, I want you to, I want you to, you knew I was gonna go there, right? So okay, you guys don't know, that I used to rock a blog, and I say rock it, I used to rock it every morning for five years straight, banging it. And it was not just drip, it was potent, right? Speaking to what you're talking about. And I stopped because I had to get to, the, to making the, the net worth. I had, to, I had to focus on that. So this is just like really in my, my cartwheel, in my, in, my, in my wheelhouse, but I would say this to you that, um, I remember I wrote a piece called um, She Makes Me Better. And it was a piece about someone that wasn't there yet. So what I mean is I wrote it down. I put it out there. You said it earlier, your words, you, you put them out there. So I, put a, I wrote it down and everything that I got in that piece, I got in my life. Everything, everything, right? Now I'm a, I'm a I mean, you know, I'm, 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 I'm not easy to deal with in some cases, but I'm being dealt with. <laughs> you understand that? And it's all good. Cause it's, it, it's, it's, you have to be able to say, okay, you know, me being a, a married man, all of the things like you, you gotta be like, I'm gonna deal with that too. You gotta be able to say, I'm gonna deal with that too. You can't just take the shiny stuff and say, this is what I, I love about you. And that stuff over there, I'm going out. I'm leaving the house. You can't do that. That's childish. How do you stay married doing that? And then what's happening in our relationships, and this is why we can't build anything together financially, is because we're too busy competing. We need to stop that. We're, too, we're competing for what? Listen, we're like some, okay, in my group today, I asked someone what their five-year goal was and I gave them mine. 
And, you know, I was being modest with my five-year goal. And it was like, we need that to be higher. So I gave my real goal. And it was like, wow, money-wise, right? So my, my, my vision has to be, you got, it's like, if you, okay, I've been in leadership for a long time, right? So all we talk about is vision. If you don't buy into my vision, then you're not going to follow me. If you don't like me, you're not going to do business with me and vice versa, right? So I'm not going to be in a relationship with someone and tolerate them and don't want to be tolerated. I want to be happy, not happy to be in a relationship. It's two different things. And a lot of times we get into that, I want to be happy, so I'm going to settle because this is all I got. No, you just haven't been fit. You're not ready yet. And when that person makes themselves available, then you would have been available as well. But right now you're not. So it's just a matter of like coronavirus thing. Let me tell you something, guys, how, how the blessings came. And this is the craziest thing. And, and Vernick, I'm gonna let you to, I need you to spit a little bit about the group, if you don't mind. But here's the deal. Um, I wouldn't have had this group, this forum, or anything had the virus hit, had not hit. No, I, it wasn't in my game plan right away. It wasn't. What I was gonna do was travel with my family this summer. I was gone. I was going to Georgia. I was gonna spend three months in New York. I was goodbye bye, right? But when it came down to it, because a friend of mine said, you should bring your group to Facebook and start doing it then, then my group grew with the help of some very spirited people, people on this phone call as well. It just, it exploded. But then it wasn't just because I posted a couple of articles and I showed a couple of stocks because I'm actually really good at what I do sincerely. I've been doing it for 25 plus years. So this is not something that I just started doing. It's just that I decided to make something out of myself in this realm so I can own it for myself. But if it wasn't for this group, I, I mean, the virus, I wouldn't be doing the group. So I say all of that to say this, things happen for a reason and they happen in time. God's time, not yours. <laughs> Veronique, step up to the plate. Remember, tell them about that group, if you remember, like the thing that used to happen all the time. Um, the first group, how we met? Yeah, how we met, yep. Oh my God. Okay, so he would write these articles, well, these pieces, and some of them would be red flags. A lot of them dealt with relationships. And then as soon as people read it, it would turn into, quote unquote, like a virus everyone it would be these deep discussions on it i mean a lot of stuff i i saved because i still have actually a, I have over 400 pieces i'm so glad <laughs> i'm so glad i've been waiting because kev kept saying he was going to write a book even back then my book is coming my book is coming and it wasn't until kj was born that he really pushed out the book but other than that he was just he was just writing and that stuff i'm telling you it was so good but I personally think it it was it just helped so many people. It definitely helped me. I was going through a divorce at the time. Somebody who knew I loved poetry recommended the group just because it had the word poet in it. Po poetic something. The, poet. the gifted poet society. The gifted poet society, exactly. Yes. And the name caught my caught me. Yeah. 
So. You're on mute. You're on mute, Sonny. I'm a different man now. Like, he's talking about the articles. He's like, I don't write like that anymore. I'm like, okay, but at the time, <laughs> that stuff was food for my soul. <laughs> like, I mean, I can still do it. It's not something I won't do. Going through. Really, you know, it's the funny thing you said that. So, and then I'm going to go back to the uh, back to the topic. But my wife is, I came up with the title Bulletproof Soul. So that was going to be a blog. And I was going to put all those pieces on that blog. And, you know, yes. yeah, I know. But up, if you guys got a piece of that, it would be addictive. And then the funny thing about it is that if I posted it, somebody would be like, are you upset? I'd be like, no, I'm not upset. I'm just writing someone's feelings. It was that spirited. It was crazy. So, okay, let's go on to the next. So, whoo. All right. Um, if you could pick a bad habit that you would like to, um, that you have that you would like to change that would save you money, what would it be? Come on, Rosina, I hear you. I see you. <laughs> Procrastination. Okay. So I want something well, that does cost you money, but I want something that you're spending money on that you shouldn't be spending money on that's costing you money because I'm going to give you a number that's going to blow you away. Go ahead. You know, I have to be honest. I, I only do, I only spend on the necessities. Okay. Then you. Then I'm not talking to you. Somebody else. Anybody else can answer that? Go ahead, Steph. I don't judge me. I <laughs> why you spend out your stuff? I, I spend money on things that I didn't have. I'm one of those parents. I want my kids to know a life that I didn't know. I'm one of those. And because I do have the wherewithal and the money, I'm learning the balance into making them as men work for it and knowing that, okay, mommy, even when she says she ain't got no money, she got money, so we got this, da, 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 da. So I spend money on making sure, like, I'm not going to lie, like, my last year for my son's birthday, we were on a cruise. This year, he turned seven. This party cost me like $2,000. And don't judge me. This is a no judgment zone. Judgment. Guys. This is no judgment. Don't, don't. Listen, I spent 16 grand on, on a vacation for the family last year. What are you talking about? I'm just saying, like, I never had stuff like this. And to be able to give that, like, we're just being honest. Like, I'm that parent. Like, I didn't have stuff like that. Even though, like, my parents were like blue collar workers and work, like I didn't know anything other than surviving. So to be able to show my kids, you know, a different life, it has been phenomenal for me. But I also am because I have men, I want them getting no women. They're like, oh, you're not my mama, you know. Let me redirect. I'm going to redirect. I need something from you that you are wasting money on right now. Because the vacation is not waste. You you built memories with that. So forget about that. Don't even compare that. We, we're good with that. Because that's what I did. But what, okay. are you, what are you spending money on that you can do without right now? Um, honestly, games. Okay. How much do you spend on games? How much does a game cost? 
Well, when you're talking about their online, it's a subscription fee for one. How much a month? Um, depending on which subscription, because each one of them have different subscriptions. So mm -hmm. it could be anywhere from like, I got a hold on my account this morning. One's for $9.99. It's per month. Mm -hmm. So one was for $9.99. My son got one that was for $49. I don't, he paid for that because my 16-year-old works. So I wasn't paying for that. So but it's more so of the game um well, they're in the house now, so that, that okay. Now, here's my point, okay. Not getting too far off the beaten path. Okay. If at 21, so now I'm going to ask a question first. How much I, I need to know, like, um, how much do you normally spend on getting your nails done? Every and you, I was, I'm not going to lie, I was spending about 200 a month. Okay, I stop, stop, that stop, 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 stop. Okay, you shook your head, Stephanie. Stephanie, can you get on mute for a second? I need to, okay. to introduce myself to you, not you, Stephanie, the other one. <laughs> How you doing, Miss Stephanie? I'm getting yourself. Your last name Stargo? Stargill. Stargill. Okay, I saw it in the group and I knew that. So how you don't do your nails at all? Mm -mm. What about hair? Um I used to, but since I work out and I sweat a lot, I just went natural. So how much were you spending on hair? Um being an officer in a corporate workspace, uh, probably I've spent probably $300 every six months because I would get my hair. Because I would get it colored. That ain't, but, no, that ain't no, no, listen, I know people who do their hair every single month and they're spending 200 every mm, month. I used to go to the Dominican, so you're talking about $50 every Where do you live? I live in Prince George's County, Maryland. I live in Maryland. Live in Maryland. You're my old county. I was, I was the SGA in Maryland. Okay, so here, here's the deal, guys, because I don't want to get y'all all crazy. If someone said to you at 21, at 21, I'm, talk, I'm taking something back, right? If someone said to you at 21, if you did your own nails, the money that you spent on your nails every month but for 44 years, you'd have $1.4 million. Would you do your own nails? Now, you want to know what that number is? It's, it's $80 every two weeks. It's $160 a month for 44 years at 10%. And people go, well, wait a minute. How do I get 10%? And I go, knucklehead, S&P, 500, Standard & Poor's, 10% last 90 years. Voila. And they go, are you serious? I go, yeah. And that's just basics. That's just basic. Like my benchmark, I've been averaging 91.2% for the last four years. Basics, right? Because here's the reality, guys. And, and I say this to you because we are talking about money, right? You are in an investment group, right? So if you think about it from this perspective, you're wasting your wealth because you don't know where it's at. You don't know that that $10 that you spent. Okay, we, uh, who should go out and eat every day for lunch? Where we at? Raise your hand. Where you at? I know somebody out there. Veronique, what did you spend every day for lunch? Give it to me. I'm mute. Anywhere between $10 and $15. Okay. That's so, true. so five times a week, right? We go fifty to $75. We got $200 to $300 a month. I get excited about these things. I'm sorry. I'm like, listen, do you know what that is in 44 years? Forget it was 160. You wasted mills. 
mills. Why? Because we go over the pennies to get to the dollar when the penny adds up to the dollar. I tell people all day, I pick up pennies. They're like, you're crazy. I said, listen, a penny squared is a penny prepared. That's $5 million over 30 days. What are you talking about? Do some math. So it's like, they always, you also be like, yo, I hate math. But how do you gain wealth if you hate math? You can't count. Everybody's going to fool you, right? So the whole deal with this is, is that we got to get control of our money, right? Our relationships, our children. It's all components of building our wealth. If our kids are bring, like I tell people, our kids are super smart. They, um, they know things that we don't pay attention to because we're adults. And most of the time, what they're paying attention to is investable. <laughs> you can invest in it because they catch it first. I wasn't bought, I didn't find Star, uh, Square App. Square App found me, somebody younger, someone who was using it because I, for the life of me, wasn't transferring no money on a cell phone, right? And I made a ton of money in it, right? So when you think about that, your kids, if you get everybody focused with a plan, so it's like, if, I'm, if, I got, if I got children, I'm like, okay, this guy gets old enough. I don't like Robin Hood, but he's going to have fidelity because they do partial shares, right? Why? I mean, he already has an account, but I want him to work for his chores. So for instance, I don't know if you guys know that YouTube is owned by Google. So since YouTube is owned by Google, you like YouTube? Good. Here's, some, here's the deal. You can watch Google if you do your chores. I mean, watch YouTube if you do your chores. And your chores, I'm going to give you an allowance. So I'm going to give you whether it be $15 or $10 or $25 or whatever that number you're going to give to your child every two weeks. You're not really going to give it to them. They're going to earn it. They're going to do some chores. They're going to make sure that the dishes are washed. They're going to make sure the garbage is taken out. They're going to make sure that their homework is done on time. You're going to prepare them, right? So then what happens is for those chores, you're going to earn money. And you're going to give a dollar value to every single chore. And guess what? You can't get the money because half of that money is going to go to buying your stock. So you earned a share in Google. You keep doing that. You earned a share of Amazon. You keep doing it. Your cell phone, you earned a share of Apple. You keep doing that. Then what will happen? They're going to say, listen, can I, with my allowance, can I just put it all in Apple this week? Then you're going to have a smile on your face because you cultivated that habit. Right now, relationship. I'm gonna get you guys for all you guys that are in one. All right, if you're in this trying to learn how to make your money work for you, right, get your money a job, then where's your spouse? I'll wait back over here. So, my point is, what? No, 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 stop, pause. <laughs> I'm on my thing right now, don't mess with my thing right now. Thank you. So where's your spouse at? Why aren't they in there learning and getting the same information that you're getting to get you guys to the next level? Stop playing with me, right? So my wife was in the first contest. I was shocked she wanted to be in the first contest, right? Now she's in the other group learning because guess what? Guys, I'm the brain trust, all right? I'm the one that built this fortress, right? If something happens to me, what happens to the money? It's a wrap. Right. So if you don't, if you talk about you want to find someone that's equally yoked, someone that's coming to you as an equal and blah, 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 that's lip service. If you ain't bringing them to the game and I don't mean the game of the contest, I'm talking about to the financial game. 
to, to, to say, okay, listen, this is where we want to be. And then you're going to find out who they are. If they are disinterested in building wealth, where are you going to be in 10 years? If they are disinterested in building wealth, come on. So you got to put them on the same planet. That's why whenever I talk to anyone, I don't like, okay, so everybody know my financial status because I, I blurped it out in one of the, the videos, right? But here's your reality. Um, I don't need anyone to join my subscription group. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's actually more work for me to actually do it. You need to do it because if you want to go to the next level, you're going to learn something because like I told my guys and I said this today, I could have simply gave them a bunch of stocks and, and my accounts are up 18%. All of them are up right now in the next 30, 40, 45 days, which is great if you know what 18% means, right? But if you had a hundred grand, it'd be worth 118. Just look at it like that, okay? So, but here's the reality. If you're not bringing your people to the lesson it don't make sense. I could have just gave them stocks. So you know what I did? I said, I'm gonna I'm a show you my stocks, but I'm gonna teach you what I know, not simply for you, but for your spouse and for your kids too. Like Veronique read my book. I wasn't playing no games in that book. And I don't even advertise my book in the group. I let people stumble on that. <laughs> you hear me? But when you do, you understand this. I taught my child in this book about school, about business, about stocks, about insurance. Because it was important for me that if something happened to me, he knew how to duplicate my successes. So it's not just my child we're talking about. We're talking about our spouses now, right? So we're talking about our kids. We're talking about our spouses. The last part I'm going to say, and I'm going to open it up for questions, is numbers. We got to start becoming the kings of our numbers. We got to know how much we rolling with. We got to know what we have, what we're working with, and who we working with, and who we working for. Because if you got a why in front of the, the, the goal, like why you do something, you know, especially for you people that have children, you got a big why, right? If you got a why, those are the days when you forget that you remember and you stay on track when you got a why. When you got a partner that's in it with you, the days, like Stephanie said, when we get weak, they'll be there to lift us to the gold line, right? It's It all comes together for me. I didn't do this. The reason why this became a thing is because my friends was like, yo, listen, you, you have a talent. You need to use it. And I was like, I was happy with doing what I was doing because I really don't like as much as you think I'm a chatty patty with you guys. I talked to maybe three people a year. Like really outside of the group. I don't have conversations like that. I'm very private. But when it comes down to it, my personal demeanor has nothing to do with the big give that I'm getting. You get, I got to make sure that you know what you're doing, Stephanie, you, Stephanie, you, Rosina, Shay, Jason, Lorraine, my cousin, Vicky, you got to know what the deal is. So no one can tell you different. It's easy when you know how to, you can discover BS right away. It's like you ever had someone that you asked a question to and they gave you three answers. The first one was BS. They had to come up with three more. You know what's real. You understand? So the whole point of this whole conversation was those are the areas we need to do better. You understand that? Our relationships need to be 
like, you know, we're talking about coming together with the right person. We need to make sure we're evenly yoked with the person we're dealing with. And we need to make sure we have a financial plan with that person. If you're not doing that, it doesn't make any sense. Now I'm opening the floor. Go ahead. Floor is yours. And we're going to close it down. Did I, did I, did I, did I shut it down? Is what's going on? Anyone got anything to say? Was, was that it, Stephanie? Easy. I said he had work. He just started a new job, so he's he's getting it from me because uh, he gets the Cliff and those version with me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Put he, listen. Nobody's like I like I put in a group the other day about trading places and in uh, in Wall Street. Trading places is the reason I became a stockbroker because of Eddie Murphy. But if no one ever showed that to me, I wouldn't be a stockbroker. I wouldn't have been a stockbroker. I never did it. So it's not what you tell me, it's what I see. Yep. Because guess what? They may get more excited at what you're doing and show you some things that you might actually see a different part of that person that makes your bond that much stronger. You get it? I, if I'm going to find out good news or bad news, I want to find out early. Does that make sense? Who's that that, that I... But that, I mean, that's, that's basically it. Um, Jason Kirkpatrick, are you there? Can you hear me? The, o the only man on the, on the call. I appreciate you being there, even if you don't hear me in, in time. <laughs> but um, this was fun. This is a really good conversation, guys. You know, um, I appreciate you guys for joining us today. You know, um, we do it every week, so you're always welcome to join the conversation. I hope you got something out of it. I mean, did we learn something today? Yeah. Absolutely. 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 All right. Good. Absolutely. I really um, got a lot of information. I definitely appreciate it. And I'm almost thinking I should really join the prescription group because I really want to, to get my, um, my money up. And uh, you've brought a different insight. So I truly appreciate the information. And thank you, ladies, as well. And, and the two fellas, I mean, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> no, you just put it this way. Uh, a friend of mine, well, not, not a friend with developing friendship, but um, she, the, the point, and I'll probably talk about this on another call, but it was about debt. And, you know, people have this over, like this whole urge to pay their debt off before they pay themselves. It drives me nuts. Listen, I don't care what my credit score is. I can afford to buy cars, cash, house, cash, everything cash. I don't care. That's your world. My world's different. My money's going to bounce in the market over your understanding, overstand. So that's the way I look at it, right? But it's, I have to tell you, you know, although like, Lesman, you know your family to me, so it's different. I, you know, when it comes down to people, I'm very like, like I said something today, I said, I'm very, I've got, part of this is, me getting to know Stephanie, Rosina, all you guys. So I get, the, I get comfortable with you. So I don't feel like, because I, I don't let everybody in my group. In fact, I delete a lot of people who request my group. You just don't see it. The only reason why you don't see it is because they come from the outside, right? And the re, there's a reason for it. Our energy is good. I don't let people post certain things in the group because I want it to be informational. I don't want it to be racial. It's stupid to me, all right? I want it to be broad scope because the information does not work for just one type of person. 
works for everybody. So I believe that if you're able to make more money, you're able to take care of your son in the way that you want to take care of your son, Anissa. If you're able to make money, you're actually able to live the lifestyle and help the people around you live a better lifestyle. If I pass it to you, you pass it to her, you pass it to your son, and we keep this thing going. It's historic what's about to happen. You just don't know it yet. And I ain't talking no bit of nonsense because if you talk to people in 2.0, I tell you like this, I got 22 people in it. It's only been 30, 45 days. And at the end of the day, if I wasn't really good at doing it, I wouldn't have one left. It's enough time to see what the deal is. You get it? So it's important for you guys to understand that the do it tomorrow mentality, it's a wrap. You never get money doing that. I was doing it often and I was doing it early. Why? Because I needed to read that book. Like someone tried to get me to join something, you know, multi-level this and this. And I'm like, listen, um, can I be straight with you? That ain't me. Go somewhere else. That just ain't me. I'm sorry. It just ain't me. What am I doing all day? The market, the market, the market, right? And then I'm preparing this for you guys today. I'm not coming to you with nothing less than it right. I'm not just going off the top of my head because I want you to get something out of this every week. I got to give you something so that you understand what this is. When I get to the next level, it's going to be, you're going to see your thought process is going to totally change because it's a different language we're speaking. We're not having conversations about relationships. We're getting you familiar with the relationship with your money. And once you understand that it actually can make a dime, let me ask a question. If you knew that you could make 30 to 40% on your money every single year, and that's a far-fetched number, by the way, but let's say that was the case and it actually happened because I'm able to do it, right? But not everybody else can because I don't tell people what to do. I let people do their own thing. But if you knew that you can do that, how much money would you put aside to do that with? If you knew that a dollar turned into a dollar 30, that $10 turned into $13, that $100 turned into 130, that 10,000 turned into 13,000, that 100,000 turned into 130. How often would you put money in? I can't hear you. Every day. Every day, every week, every coin. And then if you now understand that it actually works when you do it, then what happens when you go, okay, I got 20 more years to my working life. I need to make X amount of dollars in this 20 years. And if I make X amount of dollars, I'll have X amount of dollars. And guess, guess the other part of this. You don't lose money when you know how to improve money. And I tell people this all day. There's a difference between making money moves and making money move. It's a difference. One's working for it. The other person is making it work. Does that make any sense? So listen, I appreciate you guys. Um, it, it's always awesome having a conversation. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. The only man that disappeared, Jason Kirkpatrick, please unmute your phone. Unmute your phone, brother. We got a, I got a bone to pick with you, bro. <laughs> Why is that, sir? <laughs> you let me get on the call with 11 women, nine <laughs> women, Sometimes 11, some came and left, and they were talking that craziness, and I have not one male reference. Thank you. Yeah, just, just listening, just listening. I didn't really. <laughs> I appreciate you, brother, for showing up, man. I had to show you that love. It's no all problem. Good. All right, guys, I appreciate you. I'm going to edit this thing, 
And then I'm going to put it up. Hopefully I can get it done tonight so it's up there tomorrow so you guys can look at the replay. You guys did an awesome job. I hope to see you next week, all right? Thank you. All right, guys. Take care now. Good night. Good night. Good night.